You're listening to the Ryback Show. Be me. Welcome to the Ryback Show live. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening from. Another Saturday edition show here of the Ryback Show. I hope you guys are having a great, great start to your weekend, uh, no matter where you are at. We got a fun show for you today. I also am going to go ahead and plug. We have a, a fun show coming up Wednesday as well, uh, 10.30 a.m. live. Uh, we will have Kimmy Granger, the one and only Kimmy Granger, ladies and gentlemen. Phoenix Marie, we, we talked about her on the show last week. And then Kimmy miraculously messaged me on uh, Instagram because I'd sent her a message about a year and a half ago to do the show. And she never saw me. We follow each other on Twitter and Instagram. I'm cool like that. And uh, she just never saw my messages because I'm not cool. And uh, she's like, oh, I'd love to do this show. So we got her coming on. Uh, I did propose to her. the. I said when Phoenix brought her up, and or I brought her up to Phoenix. I uh, uh, she goes, oh, what did you say? I go, um, I go, just that that I would follow each other. I go that I'd really like to do a threesome mukbang uh, together. Um, in which Kimmy, I do not think is aware of what the word mukbang means, and uh, it, it 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 led for a very um, interesting rest of the conversation. <laughs> so, anyways, ten thirty Wednesday uh, live Pacific. Tune in, guys. Kimmy Granger will be joining me, uh, and it's going to be a fun one. For all fan mail, please send to P.O. Box 752-740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Feed me more nutrition, guys. Our Black Friday sale is going on, running massive discounts right now, 30% off right now until the 29th. Guys, Midnight Pacific, use discount code BLACKFRIDAY30 on feedmemore.com, save 30%. You get an option for a free shaker bottle and workout towel, guys. We have gift cards available now on the website. We have a starter kit for people that for your first time buying the supplements, you don't know what to buy. We have a starter pack on there to kind of make things a little easier for you. We got beanies coming. We got face masks coming. We got gym bags coming. The big guys hooking you guys up. We're bringing everything uh, to feedmemore.com, expanding the line as we continue to grow. Um, so thank you guys very much for your love and support with that. Fuel Meals, fuelmeals.com. Say 15% with discount code, the big guy. Meal prep at your doorstep makes eating healthy easier. Cameo.com backslash the big guy Ryback for all videos from yours truly for any occasion. Teespring, the official merchandise store for Feed Me More Nutrition and myself. Teespring.com. Just type in the Feed Me More store and you will see everything we got there. My book, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, available on Amazon and paperback, Audible, and Kindle formats. Friends of the show, Zevia, Stevia Sweet and Soda, Trupanion, the official pet insurance for Sophie and Little Guy. They've had Sophie's back from day one, and I, I'm so grateful for them. They've saved me over $100,000, um, guys. It's actually significantly more than that. Um, so just and, – and money aside, they've, they've allowed me to keep my dog, um, who she just turned five recently – uh, her and little guy are the loves of my life. So it's, uh, if you don't have pet insurance, look into it, whether you get them or not, well worth it. Bioaccelerator, the stem cell company that has helped put the big guy back together going down in February for my final treatments. And then it's back to the ring. Where will I go? Where will I go? Certainly not WWE. That's for goddamn sure, <laughs> but I will be back. Social media, Ryback on Twitter, not verified. Uh, Instagram, the big guy, Ryback22, and on TikTok, the Ryback Show, Feed Me More Nutrition, Ryback TV on Instagram, Ryback247 on Snapchat. I think I'm Ryback on Parlor, starting to use Parlor. I'm going to talk to our guest today, actually, about that a little bit, see what he knows about Parlor. Um, it's not starting off too hot for me, though, on there. I'm Ryback TV on YouTube, Ryback Rules on Twitch. But, ladies and gentlemen, today's guest, he has returned. He has risen from the ashes. He was on the show not too long ago. But I love it when I have repeat guest returns. And this is the return, ladies and gentlemen, of Shane Hartline. 
Oh, What's going on? yeah. Dude, yeah. What, is there like a five-timers club? Do I get a jacket at some point? You will. I actually, it's like the Ribera jacket. I will get Oh, you. God. The Feed Me More version of the Ribera jacket. It's a, it's a vegan steak on it, though, now. <laughs> <laughs> I love, dude. And I want to talk to you about that because I, I need to make the shift to, to go on vegan. Um, it, but we can get into that before I do. Are we doing a mukbang today? Is that is that what this, this is? Did I hear that show right? with me is a mukbang? Yeah, yeah. Kimmy Granger. So Kimmy, a mukbang, and I was unaware when I first heard the word. I go, oh, that's a filthy word. Mm-hmm. It sounds disgusting. And, uh, and, and ever, I'm sure there's not a, a, a kid or a guy alive that hears that word and the first thing they think is sure. like uh, a, a smorgasbord of food. <laughs> it's so Kimmy, and we're messaging, and she asked me that, and I said. I go, oh, I told Phoenix that we should do a threesome mukbang because Kimmy eats burritos. She records herself eating sometimes. Okay. So I thought she was like in like if you if you do that, you typically will have hear, heard of the word mukbang, um, which what how I came across it. And so I I told her I go, oh, me, you, and Phoenix, I go, I want to do a threesome mukbang video <laughs> just so I could put that in the title. Yeah, threesome mukbang with the oh, big guy Ryback, yeah. Phoenix, Marie, and Kimmy Granger. Wild. And then Kimmy, Kimmy literally goes, oh, that would be wild. You guys would kill. She goes, you guys would kill me, though. And I go, oh, she doesn't understand. Like, oh, but did I just get no. myself involved in a threesome somehow? <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. I, I think I did. I think I did. So I'm going to have to ask her live on the air. What, hey, win-win. Uh, either way, if she thinks it's a threesome or a mukbang yeah. with two hot chicks, then you're you're good either way. Double dip, anyways. <laughs> like they get Phoenix, they got their channels. Like we'll do start it off as a food video for Ryback TV. We'll transition it onto their onto their stream, whatever that is. Only yeah. fans for Kimmy's maybe her only fans. Let's just you know we'll have a good time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've always wanted to do a, a a porno called Feed Me Whore. And uh, <laughs> hey, man, if all else fails, that's that Brazzers deal get that million dollar Brazzers deal Hell for the yeah. one film. Hell yeah! There you go. Oh, it's good to see you that? again, man. Yeah, man. How's it been? It's been good, man. Like uh, literally, my career—it's uh, very bizarre since we spoke on the podcast the first time. So much wild stuff has happened in like two months. Um, not only my career, but my life. I moved into a new apartment, um, but like uh, the my my. It sounds so crazy, but like I mean, my TikTok is like going wild and is it really uh, yeah man like i had i mean tiktok i mean as you know is such um a unique platform in that it's very inconsistent with like what hits and but if something hits and connects with an audience you can grow a following very quickly um and i don't think there's any platform like that right now that you can grow something as quickly as you can on tiktok um, I mean, Gary V, like we, yeah. you know, we, we talked about him before, but he's been pushing that on people for years, like double down on TikTok and like, yep. but it was, yeah, like it was soon oh, after yeah, our, course. soon after our podcast that we did. And, and maybe it's because of you, man, maybe I got to cut you some of this TikTok money. I don't know. Maybe I owe you something. <laughs> uh, no, but like it was soon after the, the, the podcast that like, I just had a video that connected and, um, and I went from like 3,000 followers and now I'm at like 170,000 followers. Oh Surreal. And it's been career changing in many ways. Like I'm, I'm making some money on it. Um, I, you know, I've connected some with like a publicist and all these like crazy things that was not happening in my career that now is happening. Um, it, it's been I don't, I don't ever like to say life changing cause I like to keep life and career very separate in my mind, yeah. but it's been very career changing. Um, you know, I've had articles posted about my life, just bizarre things that like was not happening before TikTok. Um, which is crazy because in Gary, that's the, is the organic reach on TikTok. And you're exactly right. That was his, I've done videos. If I've noticed if you do live videos, like if I do like my food for thought or, or if I like the other day I did a Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving to everyone feed me more. That one mm-hmm. did decent, which was one of the first ones I've had to do decent in a bit. Uh-huh. But if I post like workout videos that I've already recorded and then put them on with music, those don't do shit on TikTok for me. Yeah. 
It's if I flex and kiss my bicep and go feed me more, I got millions of views doing I that. And that. I go, what? <laughs> and that's so easy to, to produce. Like yeah. the ones that connect for me, um, which it's a it's a blessing and a curse because they all, when I post one, they always do really well. Um, are these like baby bodyguard videos that I do where oh, I love me and a thanks man, uh, me and a couple guys, um, we go out and we'd shoot in public and you know, we were just, we let a kid go crazy and we just kind of follow his bodyguards. But the thing that those are, those are kind of hard to produce and like, yeah. you know, so it's not like something that I can just like shoot in my room and, and, or my office and pump out real quick. It's, um, I have to like shoot them and stockpile them and, and release them over time. Yeah. So it's like a blessing and a curse because like I have to keep giving the audience that thing they want. And I'm trying to also slip in like the other things I enjoy doing and hoping that those connect. And some things have been, which is really cool too. And that's just the like the happy like or the I don't know how, how to say it, but like that's just how TikTok is. Is like you just don't know what's going to connect. And but it's I think it's like the greatest platform for creators. It's. Yeah. It's really surreal. I I admire the people like you that that put that that time and energy into those videos cuz that, that those are not easy. No. I've gone the other because like obviously the supplement line is my deal so I use these videos and I actually adjusted what I I want people to fall in love like and this is not saying you cuz this what you do is you're an entertainer on that and that's what is working and you do I always like want things to connect back to wrestling where I want people to understand me better mm -hmm. where they watch the videos for like almost like it's an improv video with me and in, in the, in the food. And you never know what I'm going to say. You don't know, you know, it could be inspirational. It could be funny, but I go for a fish efficient videos. Like yeah. I got the dash cams in my car. I was going to say, dude, I watch, like, I watch a lot of your stuff. I try to watch everything I see when I see it. But, like, the thing that I remember recently just looping over and over and over, and I'm like, wait, why am I watching this so many times? But I can't look away. It's you. I'm jacked. Yeah. Like, just like, it's, but it's like silly things like that. And that's like yeah. showing your personality. And, like, it's just so fun, man. Thank you. But that's what's so, and that's why I, I look at the comments. And like Gary, and like then I see what's working, and then I just and I don't know what video, I don't know when I'm gonna do it. I, you know, that's what she said. People mm -hmm. always pop, so I try to get that in usually every video. I try to get a freaking jacked in, and then like I go, I act and react based off what I see or what pops in yeah, my head. You have to, and but that way it makes it. Um, like there's a lot of people on YouTube, and like and this isn't what you're doing. You're an entertainer on what you're that in these skits and like doing these things, and it's money. But like there's some like YouTubers that are like doing like really really dangerous things for attention, mm -hmm. and they keep having to up the ante because that's what the videos are putting out. And like there's guys burning like marks, like oh, Jesus like, Christ, eating. You know the, the the guys that drink like the massive amounts of sugar, and like they're super talented actually on what they're able to do. But I, I, I go, I don't, I tried some of those videos and they do good views wise, but I go, this isn't something I can sustain long-term. Yeah, It's not beneficial. I go get my lab work. I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm 39 now. I'm not like, I'm trying, I'm not trying to eat anymore. I go, you know, I did like the, the food videos where I did like eight Whopper, impossible Whoppers and uh -huh. or seven and seven minutes, whatever it was. And I go, okay, cool. You know, maybe once a year for a monster cheat meal, that's something I go, but I don't, I can't do this ever. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a toll on you, man. Yeah. But there's some people that get caught in that mm -hmm. and that it's a very dangerous game because then the viewers, it's not even what you, they're not. I'm working on. I want them to fall in love with the personality because then no matter what I do, vegan food. Now I'm keeping my audience, even though they don't do as good as some of the junk food, I'm uh -huh. keeping my audience so forth and actually doing healthier videos where I go, I actually feel much better now because I'm actually helping people understand vegan food and expanding as I'm learning, expanding my diet on it. But the TikTok, Gary, the organic reach, that and LinkedIn are the two he's plugging like crazy. Um, LinkedIn's on something I'm not really tapped yeah. into, but I need to. I got to. a guy running it. Yeah, it's not easy. It, uh -huh. it's, it's a different platform, but I, I have a, one of my – guys that does my social mm -hmm. media stuff he runs that in my pinterest account okay. and and like but tiktok and we just started actually with my marketing advertising on there now this week it just started how um, is that going 
They're going to find out they're going to get all okay. integrated with their system. That should be all done the next month. So they're going to give me weekly reports. So starting next week, I'd love to and, hear how that has, cause I've been like interested in it, you know, yeah. for my donut pump company, but like, I don't know enough about the TikTok advertising yet. Um, I just know he said it's doing really well for other people. He's hooked it up with on there, uh-huh. this company. And so they're, they're integrating it all for me. But I look at it as a win-win because there's a young audience on there too. And but there's everyone's going over there now. And it's only going to continue to grow. And like mm-hmm. I'm on every other platform. I go, why wouldn't I be on that? Because mm-hmm. it all connects back together into the into the feed me more nutrition. But also just for me is my branding with going back to wrestling eventually. But you're right, it's so crazy. You do a video, you put all this time and energy into it, and on TikTok. You see what you're capable of doing if they uh-huh. allow your stuff just to go. It's crazy what Instagram is doing on not allowing that for the majority of people. And like, because I've seen it, you could li- you you put all this time and energy, and this is why I I don't go that route because my stuff is with how bad it's been suppressed. I go, I it's 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 not catching on no matter what I go. But on these other ones, it is. So I'm just going to do whatever is the most efficient for me. But you put all this time and energy in. And then you get a thousand views or 500 views on Instagram. And then you have something that could just take off on TikTok mm-hmm. and you see how quick your following could grow. And it's life changing. Like you said, it can be mm-hmm. because now all of a sudden people are, you are being exposed to your talent. For Whereas sure. but Instagram wants you to pay them a thousand dollars to, you know what I mean? To, for the post to be seen by not even what it should have been seen by. Mm-hmm. Are you doing Instagram reels? No, I've, I've seen them. I'm not, uh, I've, I haven't, I haven't hopped onto that. Dude, that's been a game changer for me. Like really, so really anything that I'm posting on TikTok, I try to also purpose for Instagram reels. I've had a video recently on Instagram reels break 5 million views. Really? Yeah. A character I did like Karen's husband. Um, Holy uh, and it, yeah, it was something, it was funny because I had posted it to just my regular Instagram TV uh, four or five months before, but then I made little bite-sized snippets of the character um, from the original video, and I just per- put it put it up on Instagram uh, Reels, and it blew up, and I gained like 10,000 followers on Instagram. Wow. It's surreal. So, can you explain what, in- see, I'm not, I, there's Instagram you got your post, you got your stories. It's becoming a little convoluted. It's kind of too much. Um, now because every platform, Twitter, Twitter has their fleets now, and which I'm okay with it. I post just promotional stuff on those. Mm-hmm. But what are what is the difference with the Instagram Reels? You know, because they have the IGTV also, which is a 15 minute time limit. I yeah, believe. I think I think IGTV can go up to 60 minutes. I think. I could um, post this show on there then. You totally could, dude. Like IGTV um, is like long form stuff. So I usually post like my full sketches or something on IGTV. Yeah. Um, but Instagram Reels is kind of just like their version of TikTok, basically 30 second time limit versus 60. Um, and I don't know, man. Like I just also, I, I kind of like, similar to you, I try to take advantage of every platform that's out there. Like it's just real estate that, you know, who knows who can see me as an actor or filmmaker. Um, and so when I make something for TikTok, I try to keep it to 20 to 30 seconds period so that I can also just slap it up on, on reels or anywhere else that I can. Um, I always, you know, I, I try to give these new apps a chance like bite and stuff, but you know, uh, uh, if I, if I don't, if I'm not vibing with it quickly, like I, I usually get a little impatient and I kind of yeah. fade away. Um, but I, and, and I also don't know that like there's going to be anybody that competes with like an Instagram or a TikTok for quite some time. They're so um, big. Do you get overwhelmed too? Because like I, I brought the people on. I used to do everything uh-huh. early on and it was driving me crazy because there's so many damn platforms. It's like posting to Instagram and then to, to Snapchat. Mm hmm. TikTok. To it's Twitter. a full-time thing, man. It is oh, crazy. Yeah. Even yeah. now, like organizing the content to give to the people drives me crazy because I got my yes. graphic guy. Like the graphic guy understands me now, but I still got to ask for this stuff mm. and be specific at times. And then like it's, I go crazy with everything I'm, I'm doing. I'm like, man, it, yeah. it's, 
it is it it's a full-time thing right now for me um i've kind of got a loose uh schedule and rhythm happening and i have to be really flexible as an actor because i get auditions and and whatever or a video idea will pop into my head that i gotta seize very quickly uh, for whatever reason, but I've got a pretty good schedule um, or happy rhythm as I'm calling it right now, where yeah. I try to shoot um, like one day a week, sometimes two days a week, a bunch of stuff, you know, and everything's on my cell phone right now. I'm shooting everything on my cell phone. Um, and then I try to make, I try to make one day a week where I edit everything for the next week. You're um, editing everything yourself too. Dude, I'm, I am, well, I have one guy that I've, I've, I'm now, he's now f helping me edit TikToks for my On Your Mark wrestling channel. Yep. Um, because it got to a point where I was like, I, I have to, I can't neglect that. You know, it's like, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's like, I feel like I have all these plants that if I don't water, they're going to yeah. die. And I feel like that, you know, that I have to maintain them because, you know, what if that plant was the one that was going to, grow to be this beautiful plant but if i if i would have only watered it a little bit more you know yeah. um so i found this happy rhythm of you know he edits my on your mark stuff but i'm doing everything else as far as like my personal comedy content or promotion for my donut punk brand or my movie or literally everything is 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 done you know through me and it, 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 I, I slip back and forth from feeling very overwhelmed and, and then, Same. um, and then this like, okay, I found this happy, happy place, happy rhythm. Um, but it, it is easy when you like, cause I don't know, are you the type of person that you can work on one thing until it's done? Or do you have things pop in your head and you're like, you jump over and you work on that thing and then you're back and you're kind of all over the place. Cause I, I do both. And, yeah. Okay. But I, when I, so when I start doing that, I, I've learned I catch it, and I go just because they, that I, I'm, I think a lot of people are like that. But when and this lifestyle, the phones have conditioned us to like, we get very ADD. Like I'll start on one thing, and then like I do this like in the my example, like my kitchen. When I get done working out, you know, I, I go to start making my meal, and but I always like to have my coffee, and like I'm like I start making the meal, then I'm like I've got to hurry, go do put the coffee on or that. And, but I, I literally just go and then I like, I got to do this. I got to send that email. I'm like, I got those stations and I'm just bouncing around. I go, wait a sec, just let's get the food going first. Dude, you and I are so similar in that way. And I literally sometimes feel like there's, I mean, you are a machine. It's been proven, but like, um, I feel it's actually proven. It's actually proven by scientists <laughs> and, and, and the FDA. Um, but I literally sometimes feel like a machine starts to overpower in my brain that I have to like calm myself down and like yeah. center myself and and come back because it is hard to like you kind of spiral out of control when it's like oh i gotta i gotta do this and then that and then like you said I, i'll wake up in the morning and it's like okay my feed me more protein shake and then my coffee and then whatever it is yeah. like it's all over the place and and then i have to like bring myself back down and then like you want to know something that really helps and i just realized this because we'll talk about this with the vegan diet chilling I'm, the fuck out yeah so <laughs> You, this is going to be cilantro. I didn't oh, realize really? it. So I bought cilantro this past week because I bought like I bought like an organic asparagus, organic cilantro, and a, like green chives. I'm doing carrots. I'm doing all these things that I've uh -huh. never done in my meals, organic mushrooms, tomatoes, and because I'm focusing on a micronutrient and antioxidant standpoint. But I found this past week, I go and I take my Hope Spot Mood and Stress Support, which mm -hmm. always it always makes a difference when I'm on that. Like, I just know, I feel like I'm just happier, if that awesome. makes sense. But yeah. I noticed this past week, I don't even know, like, I always, when people say I have anxiety, I have anxiety. I don't, I've, I've, I clearly have had anxiety, but I never, like, I never give it attention, essentially. I'm just like, but I noticed this past week, I had, I've had a very cool, calm sense, no matter how crazy things have gotten this week. I love it. And I found out, I go, why, what the hell changed? Where I'm like, cause I'll get like you, but if something goes wrong, then I'm like, and I get really agitated because I got all these other things I'm doing. So it can go from feeling amazing to getting like, where this rage all of a sudden and like, fuck the world, fuck social media. There's ah, I've been calm this week a lot more. And I look and I fall all of a sudden, one of my, my team members that makes images for me 
made has been making these vegan images on but on like on, on the on the vegetables and on it, it had cilantro how it, it it's great for anxiety in wow. calm. and i go wait a second i've been cutting that up in, on my meals twice a day this whole past week and it really really it uplifts your mood okay. and like i i'm using it, it's a good just go to the store, buy some cilantro. I'm going to snort it. I'm just going to snort it. Grind, grind it up. It up you grind snort it, up. it before. I'm telling you. I've seen no, guys snort a lot worse. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Yeah, definitely. But uh, so talk to me about this, everything, because we'll talk about the vegan diet a little too. But yeah, yeah. What, you got, I saw you got some stuff going on. The, the horror, what's the horror movie first off? So, yeah, yeah. So um, I shot this horror movie, The Haunting of Grady Farm. In January of 2016, it's been that long. Um, but it was, you know, it was, it, it was, it's sim- very started very simple of like a group of friends and I were, we're seeing all of our filmmaker friends make movies. And so we kind of got together and like, let's, let's just make a movie as best as we can with what we can. Um, so we did a little bit of a Indiegogo before I knew how to really do those. And, and, and I, you know, I advise anybody watching that's thinking about doing a Kickstarter or Indiegogo really put the groundwork in and, and kind of like learning how to do it the right way before you just dive in and just ask people for money because <clears throat> asking people for money just is not, it's a hard thing. And, and, and if you're not giving them something and you're just like asking for money for your thing, it's even harder. Um, that being said, so we got, we, you know, we got together, we came up with this idea and went back to my hometown with the little money we raised on our feature. And we shot a, a found footage horror movie. Um, we, you know, we were donated locations and fire trucks and cars to light on fire and all kinds oh, of crazy, wow. crazy stuff. A lot of high production value stuff that would have cost a lot more money had we, you know, done it the traditional ways. Um, but being that we went back to my hometown, I think we were able, we were able to get a lot more than you usually would. Um, and then, you know, here's the truth with, if you don't have money for something, it's just going to be a different experience. It's going to take a lot longer. Um, and that's why it took so long to release because, you know, we would, I should say, I would raise a little bit of money pay for visual effects. I'd raise a little bit of money, pay for sound coloring because I didn't want to neglect on these things. I didn't want to just like half ass it and the movie just to end up on YouTube. Um, so after we finished the movie, we started shopping it. We, we found this distribution company, high octane pictures. And that was in January of this year. We sold it to them and then they released it November 3rd. Um, and now it's like on all the on-demand platforms. Is it so, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, which is like this wild feeling of, you know, it's like letting your kid go off to college and now it's like, all right, I hope you meet a good guy. I hope you do well. Um, because now it's for the first time out of my hands for so long, so long, it was like, you know, uh, I, I was just in full control of this thing. And, yeah, it's wild, man, because it's like I made a movie and that's what I'm here to do in this business. And, yeah. you know, I've been a part of other movies and major films and indie films and all kinds of projects. But like for the like I want my goal in this business is to make my own movies like and so it's like this is the first one that it. I can be like, hey, I made this, you know, and it's now it's like a calling card and it's like a bit of like, you know, if this does well, it could lead to other opportunities and but yeah man the haunting of grady farm it's on amazon itunes yeah uh, it's a quick found footage movie um that i'm like really proud of but it was it was crazy man and like i've learned with like now through doing this the horror feature for what ended up being like twenty thousand dollars which is a lot of money but for a movie not a lot of money yeah um I learned, uh, and then I've also on the other end of the spectrum, I've made a short film for 50,000. So, which was like the, the full film experience, full crew, exactly how you want it to be. You like realize one, the value of a full crew, but then you also, um, 
you re- I, I learned through both experiences that you can make anything for any amount of money. You just got to go into it knowing that the experience is going to be way different. You're going to have a lot of personality clashes and all kinds of things. So, you know, I advise anybody to make the thing they want to make. Just if you are heading to make like a feature, something that's a lot more time consuming, sit down with your team beforehand and kind of have a powwow and, and just be like, just know we got to know that we're in this for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be um, a lot of work physically and mentally. Well, congratulations on that. Thanks, and that's man. such a big thing to, to have that available now. And like, my thing is in that movie now, and you get the experience, you do this, but that is now something that can make you money essentially yeah. right at any yeah. point in time. So now when you do other things and you're, you're hustling online and you're doing other things, you actually have something though that, you know, you could be sleeping at night and you're making money on people that's ordering. That's the goal, man. That's right? the goal. Mm-hmm. That's such a great feeling. And it's, I, I, man, I'm so happy for you on that. And it's, thank you, dude. It, it's because you're very talented with the things that you do. And like to be able to get the exposure too on like a TikTok, I think that's just a testament to show like that doesn't just happen. Like it's, <clears throat> you got to be, you got to have something for, for that to fall into that to get going and to keep going. Oh, thanks, the numbers man. you're getting. So it's, it's, man, it's I, I to like see. to think that, you know, for the most part, people that connect on social media, <clears throat> it's, it's because they've found a place of, of, I mean, there are other cases, but I, I for me, I feel like why I'm finally connecting is because I think I went through to be very transparent, uh, many years of trying to find my identity online. Like I knew how, who I was offline, but like, trying to find my identity or my way to showcase who I really am online because you get really caught up in like, do I look cool enough? Am I funny enough? Like, you know, it's hard not to uh, compare yourself to others. Um, But I feel like I've said this word or this phrase many times is happy rhythm. Like, I feel like I found this happy rhythm of like, just being not giving a shit about, what people think about me, you know, like not (laughs) comparing and and in comedies, especially like not comparing myself to other comedians or trying to be like other comedians or Or what they're going to think, Yeah, what they're going to think. Just like finding this happy rhythm of, um, if I think something's funny, if I truly believe it's funny or whatever I want to make, just putting it out there without thought. And, and then, you know, doing what you want with it. If it doesn't connect, take it down if you want, but there's just not a lot of like, judgment or thought put into what I'm doing and I'm being as like real as I've ever been online and I'm seeing yeah. the results of it. Like it's the best way to be. That's why I said just be yourself. And I if I would think if like before I post stuff like man, what is this what are these people gonna think or what are what are they gonna think? And like I wouldn't it would it would it would it would fear it would limit me what I do. And I, I don't even like I, my thought process is so far away from that now and where I feel like it allows me to like to just be silly, be funny. Like I used mm. to do that for wrestling when I was very serious. The initial, like if I would have had, you know, this stuff going, my initial run is Ryback that 2012 mm. to 13 mm-hmm. run. I would have been like, I would have been terrified of, of, of not just, of just being myself because I was like, I don't want to ruin the character or this and that. But I found that like, I knew how limiting that was in that role, even though it was doing well, but I go, uh-huh. what I'm doing now is what I want to be in wrestling. And you can be serious when you're fighting, but have, I could be every, I could be anything now because I'm just being me. The the handcuffs came off and where I'm not worried about, well, that's not very, what a wrestler and like, I could do whatever I want. And like, Mm -hmm. when you let that go, it's the most liberating feeling in the world. And like, you've done it. And like, what happens is you'll start the people, you'll start finding your people and and you're, and you don't have to change anything. It, It makes producing content a lot easier it makes just doing things a lot easier. So that, that's think, huge. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think that, you know, uh, it's funny you bring that up because it makes me think like I, I, I've i occasionally been um, I've gone to some like wrestling schools not to teach wrestling because my knowledge of pro wrestling is very, the very I could I can work a basic match right with your right back right now. But I can't I, I can't pull I can't pull out a, a five star right now. But um, but I but what I have been brought to wrestling Dave Meltzer just left the conversation. Dave Meltzer just left. Um, uh, no, but what I can't, you know, what I have gone to wrestling schools for is to help with like promos and like, um, improv skills and like the acting side of wrestling, because 
you know, I, I spent some time in wrestling and then I, you know, dove real deep headfirst into acting. And I feel like that's, um, a part of, uh, wrestling training and wrestling in general, that's so, really neglected. It's so important to learn the moves, the psychology, the wrestling and work on your body. But a lot of wrestlers forget that final muscle that's up here. Um, that is, not, I don't want to say just acting, but it, it's this like creative muscle in your brain that is so neglected by wrestling personalities. You watch wrestling and there you can 90% of them to me watching. It's like cookie cutter. I'm saying things. I'm doing things exactly the way I've seen it. And I'm not me, but I think it's a product of how a lot of people are. And some people are different. They're just naturally fully open and just themselves from day one. But I feel like most of us, not to get too deep, but this is kind of how I view it and have uh, have taught guys at wrestling schools is like, we go through life and I feel like we start, we're born and we're these fully open creatures. We're yes. kids and we're playing around and we're licking doorknobs and crazy shit. But like- Eating cockroaches, true story. As a kid, I, <laughs> no fear. I ate a cockroach. That's how you're so jacked now. That's yeah. how you're so jacked now. How did eating cockroach? I literally walked in my house with a cockroach as a baby, a kid. My mom had said I, I, I ate, bit the head off right in front of her. So I'd like There's, to think that that's why you ended up as jacked as you are, man. Baby Ryback, it just uh, <laughs> baby Ryback. That's a, sorry that's a, that cockroach. That was a horrible thing to do. Um, but no, but like I feel like we go through life and you know go through school and and we we put all these like onion layers on ourselves because of insecurities or whatever and. Yeah. And I got to imagine, like even you going through the like the WWE system, I got to imagine it. You you inevitably put more layers on yourself because it's like got to be this mind fuck. It I, that's at least how I picture it more than I could ever imagine. And I like to think of, I if I would have gone to WWE because when I was doing indies in two thousand four to two thousand seven. Um, I was hearing like that, that they're interested in giving me a tryout and all this stuff. And uh, I, I think back now I'm like, it would have chewed me up and spit me out. Then I would, I was, cause I was crumbling from the pressure of working with dudes that were like, kind of like double my age and just like going out there and getting my ass kicked because like, I didn't know what I was doing or how to stand up for myself at the time. Like I wasn't yeah. ready mentally. I had all these layers on me, but like what I like to teach the wrestlers or any, you know, buddy that like I work with is that like, you've got to do certain things to start peeling those layers off. And, and it's not the same for everybody, but like things like improv classes, acting classes, putting, making videos, um, doing funny voices or cutting promos in front of a mirror. Like these are all things that over time you'll start to notice you're speaking different. You're feeling different. You're moving different because you're sinking back into your true self, yeah. that baby that, you know, you pushed away into a closet all that time. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's, I mean, that's just one of my biggest like peeves with wrestling is like, uh, you've got these talented mega performers, these guys that are, that really are like actors. And I think we'd spoke about this actors that like are just mega actors because they're out there, they're stunts and they're learning scripts and all these things, but they're that most of them and not all of them, because you've got amazingly talented people in this business, but there's a lot of them that neglect that part of their brain, that creative yeah. muscle. And yeah, but that's, well, that's, that's the entertainer. It, it's but what happened. See, there's different reasons why guys get into wrestling. And I would, I'm a guy that played sports and get in. And I respect and I love it. I could learn any of the moves. I could do any of it. Sure. We go in there. We can go. I could learn. I can go learn the hundred roll different roll ups. I think it's cool. I like mm -hmm. it. Now, is it all going to apply to me at all times? No, but I, I understand and I respect it. And I, but I, you, you find a way to make money in the business. And but there's guys that get into it. And like for me, I was always drawn to the entertainment aspect Same. of pro wrestling, and as as well as the physicality. And that, like, that's the sport, and the, from the becoming from sports. So I feel like I have a fundamental understanding of all aspects of pro wrestling. Mm. That, and to me, that was always part of learning that. And the focus used to be a lot more on trying to tap into that inner personality and to find a way to get mm. that to come out. Whereas now, what you see is it's guys that just go to wrestling school. It's that that Dave Melcher psychology where they think this it's just this real sport. It's not real. It'll never be real. Mm. It's not real. It's fake. It, but it, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of real moments in it, in intensity and, and energy wise. 
but it, it, it it's fake at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. And but to try to make it think like it's just this real competition, it never is. Guys are working with each other at all times. It's not a shoot. It's not. So there's no real competitive aspect on that end to me. But I, I respect it and understand it. You want it to be believable at all times. But they neglect the entertainment yep. and the character aspect where they think it's just move, 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 move. No emotion. Move, 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 It's move. theater. And you've got to work on that acting yeah. part of the brain. You have to. Absolutely. And, and it is a and, and I think that there's a lot of guys that are just like, well, I'm not I'm not an actor. I'm never going to be, you know, like and I think they neglect it because they just think they can't well, get there. They think they're not good at it, whatever. They it think that practice. They, they can't get there, but it does take practice. It's like, yes, some people are just born with natural charisma and they stay with it and they can they can tap into it immediately. But then others have to just like going to the gym, work that muscle and get there. And yeah, man, like I, it's funny you say the thing about, you know, uh, the I would I when I wrestled, that's all I cared about. It was the performance, the character, the the storytelling, the promos like and then I was like, oh, yeah, and then I'll wrestle, too. But like, you yeah. know, it's like and then I found out quickly, like this is why I I, I lost my heart for it quickly is because uh, YouTube came along and I was way more into that and I was neglected. My my heart just wasn't in it full time. And yeah. like. And, and in wrestling, your heart has to be in it fully it to do it or don't freaking do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. And, and it's funny you say that it's like the believability. It's got to be believable. I think back on wrestling in the time that that it was most believable to me. And I've been back rewatching this era and it's still still feels so real and different to me, but it was when the NWO and WCW started being introduced. It was like, there was nothing like it as a kid. It was like this, it felt so real that I would get in arguments at schools with, at school with my friends that like, yeah, "Yeah, I know you think wrestling's funny, but this is real. There's no way they're using their real names. They're like, they're like invading the show. Like things weren't though heavily scripted back then too, where they were running all these spots. Yeah. So things would get sloppy. And that's times. why, that's I like why that, I, I love that. I love that, love like, that, that, that controlled chaos, so to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that's why to me, like, I, to be very transparent, like, I, I have not been interested in the WWE product in a very long time to the point where I'm like, I've been a customer of the network for since day one that now I'm like hitting this point of like, why am I keeping it? Why am I keeping it? And I'm like on the, the fence of just canceling it because one, I, you know, for financial reasons, like but two, relationship right now. Yeah. It's like, why am, why am I sticking around here? Yeah. And then on the other side of the fence, I am so into AEW. So it's yeah. not wrestling. It's no. the product. It's that, like you said, there is a lot of, um, you can tell just like them letting the guys have fun and try things. And then you know, stumbling across these happy accidents that turn into, you know, you've got to, I got to imagine on AEW, there's been so many just happy accidents that have turned into some of their best moments. And that's, that's what's gone in WWE. It's just, it's the business model and it is what it is. That's why I'm so excited for wrestling again. And I'm seeing it and I go that that's the promotion. That's what I got into wrestling for. All I, all you ask for is an opportunity. And then like I did in WWE and if it's working, just run with it. And, and that's all that you could ask for and allow people to, to go out there and and express their personalities and do their other things and do other ventures Mm -hmm. and become megastars. That's what Mm -hmm. wrestling needs. We need megastars. So, and I said this AEW, I think the biggest stars in wrestling are going to, from now on are coming from AEW. And I, I heard you say that recently. And I, I think you also said that you could easily see and become the number one company. And, yep. I, and I truly believe that too. You know, it's going to take a little bit of time, but like, you know, WWE's also. I said and, that because I'm me going there, but that's yes. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, but no, I really do. I really do believe that. And if they're watching, you know, if, if Ryback needs a manager, Marky Extreme is, is the hell, hell, hell of a guy on the stick. Um, Maybe but, uh, we could have you as part of the whole what is this big big daddy big daddy Ryback with I, me and the and Phoenix Marie because I pitched this to Phoenix with me Phoenix Kimmy Granger and Kendra Lust 
uh, and my big Papa Pump gimmick, and it's the oh, I love feed that. me if you need me. The this goes to all the hungry hoes out there. Big Daddy Ryback is your meal ticket. Feed me if you need me. I am so down. The girls fall to their knees and like kind of bow to me, and then I kiss my biceps. And maybe you're just the, you're the 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 real the the she don't shave the the, the manager the scummy. You're managing a wrestler and porn stars. I want to be like um, – I would love to uh, – you know, uh, I've always thought about doing a, um, a managerial position as like Mark E or something eventually. Like, um, Because my, I still su- have such a passion for wrestling. Um, I'm not out – I'm not – but I, I'm not interested in going out there. And, you know, I couldn't have an AEW uh, caliber match if I tried right now. You know, but like I, I know I could go out there. God, and- I would pay to watch that though. Like I, I would every week that just, you're out there, they give you twenty with like the top guys, just with Kenny Omega. Like, but it, it's, we- it is just you just can't keep up. It's just it's. But, but I would, it would be the highest rated segment every but week. But here's the thing that think about. Let's think about that. Like I've always like thought like uh, maybe there's a place for Marky Extreme in like comedy matches. Like put him out there with like a Kenny Omega where he's really trying to have a five star match, and it's won't. like. But you know what? That, that that to me is like that five. Do you ever? Did you ever see the five dollar wrestling that they were doing on YouTube for a bit no. with with like freight train and oh my gosh, it's basically oh, I've that. Heard of that. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's like comedy wrestling where these guys are you know like trying to go out there and have good matches. They weren't and, purposely trying to be funny, but it ended up being like funny. Very right? funny. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. Funny. Freight train. Um, I remember hearing Luke Gallows talk about him. Yeah, right on. You know, so like, but yeah, I, I, I um, uh, have always had like a an interest of like maybe there's a place for Marky to have like some comedy matches, and I and I have with, you know, some indie promotions, but yeah, that's with wrestling. It's funny, like, um, I am in such a happy place with you know my acting, and you know I've been fortunate enough to book some really cool gigs, and but there's always an itch to do something in wrestling. I can't what is it man it's like you can't escape it once you get into it like it's it's as it's as cliche as you hear it's like once you've kind of um tasted it it's like this the energy and the adrenaline the adrenaline i think i uh i i I routinely think about like my return and a full crowd and hearing the music again and like i for me my favorite moments in wrestling are the entrance um, when the feed me more would hit and I'd mm. be dumping ice cold water in the gorilla and going out there and getting to be this larger than life character, whether babyface or heel, but babyface to me was always more rewarding. Mm. I love the positive energy like for that sure, and feeling sure. the, the arenas, man. And at that level, it, it's I, I truly like, I have to, I have to experience it again. Have to. Yeah, I, man. That was the drive I, to get my health back for that. But it, it's something, you know, I, I can never, I, I didn't know what the options were going to be after the health thing and then now getting it back and then AEW coming. I'm like, now there's this, this, there's a very, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel and I'm really excited, but it is, it's in all of us. I think it's just, it's the most special thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I can't wait for fans to get back and uh, because it, it's greatly, greatly hurting uh, the product overall, but well, like you said, there is a light at the end of the tunnel finally, and I think that yeah. it's going to be sooner rather than later. It seems. I agree. Um, I agree. And then that'll, you know, once you know, it's going to still be, take some time, but like at least there's some hope finally. You know, there um, is. Talk to me real quick too. I wanted to ask you this because I just recently did a video uh, with vegan donuts here at pink box and which they bl- blew my balls off. They were, yeah. these, these donuts were, were just every bit as good as regular donuts. They oh, just don't it. have the dairy, but what's the deal? You have the donut punk thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've, I had been for a really long time looking, you know, as an actor when you're not booking or, you know, whatever, you know, jo- it's a job to job type gig. So I was always looking for like a side hustle that like I enjoy doing and, I, I dabbled in like some businesses where I put actors on tape for auditions or I edited actors demo reels or that kind of thing. But like, it just was like, I was never passionate about it. And it's like, if yeah. you know, you got to find something that you love doing with this life. Like you really have to. So um, about a year ago, I was just like, I was getting really inspired by seeing other people around me and some internet personalities making these like apparel companies and them doing really well. And, and I was like, well, I've always like, 
I've always kind of had that in my head. Like it'd be kind of fun to do something like that. Like takes my creativity and, and put it onto fashion and whatever. Um, and then it was like, I was, um, I think it was like, I'm wearing the shirt of this company, Gecko Hawaii, which when I was a kid in the nineties, Gecko was huge. That, that's, I used to wear that. Yeah. That and, yeah. and, and I, I remember, one. and I remember when they disappeared, uh, I always was like this, this, I didn't know, I couldn't remember what the name of the company was or whatever, but it was like this image of this company was always in my head. And I was always looking for these shirts and then they they relaunched uh, recently, and so it kind of inspired me. And like that's what like the, it's kind of the same look and feel that I'm trying to go for. It's this like '90s nostalgic, colorful shirts and stuff. Oh. Um, but what I what I had this idea um, a year ago. It's like um, was the the loose idea of Donut Punk was like I wanted to take my two favorite things that are like I love donuts and I love '90s nostalgia and like I wanted to puke them into a apparel company. What's your um, favorite kind of donut, if you don't mind me asking? Oh man, I'm like I'm a I'm a sucker. I, I I do I'm very open minded with donuts, but like I uh, I love a donuts that's just got a shit ton of toppings like the extra donuts okay. like you know the mega donuts like I just, i've always been a maple and a fritter guy those fritters, maple those, interesting yeah right those on maple since i was a kid i love that um so the so i you know i spent a really long time i've worked been working on it for a year before i launched it and um which is really not a long time but i wanted to spend a long time really developing the image and 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 you know, figuring out what it was going to be because, you know, what it is now is not really what it started as. And and so I put a lot of time in working with artists and creating the image and creating the feel of it and creating some designs. And then I hit a point where I was like, I, I don't know how to put this out there. And like, I, you know, I could, I could have, and I was very close to going down the route of like a, a print on demand company. Um, but then I found a friend of mine worked at a clothing manufacturing company and I, I just kind of reached out to him and was like, Hey man, I have this like idea, but I don't know how to, you know, get it out there, get the shirts out there, do that whole side of it. And he's like, we can help you with that. Like, let's partner on this. And so it's like, basically they're the, the people that I go to when I have the designs, the ideas and kind of the game plan of discounts or whatever. But then they come to me with like, we pick out the quality of the shirts. Like it's very hands-on as far as everything goes, which I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be very high quality and, and, you know, as, 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 um, best of, uh, experience as possible. So yeah, they're handling the, the printing, the stocking in their warehouse, the shipping. And then I'm kind of the creative part of the company, which is, it's been really cool, man. And, and, and right now as we, we launched a month ago, so it's now's the phase of just like getting the word out there, brand awareness. Yeah. Like I know I'm not make I'm making, I'm not going to be making a, a lot of money anytime soon. And I, and I went into it with that mindset. It's like, yeah. I'm going to need to put a lot into it up front to get the word out there. Um, but, um, I know eventually it will start paying for itself and then I will start making money, you know? Absolutely. On that too. So it's Donut Punk. Where do people go to get that? Yeah, it's just donutpunk.com. Okay. Um, and we've got a, a Black Friday sale happening right now. Uh, 30% off with discount code Black Friday Donuts. Um, Very nice. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm partial because it's my company, but I love the stuff we're making. It's it's very 90s inspired. Um, Is that know, for the people that like like 90s stuff? It's like, that's what it's I'm so aiming cool. to that. Those people. Like if, if somebody's wearing a Donut Punk shirt, like, what does that represent? Like, to me, I like to say it's like the love of donuts with like 90s vibes, yeah. you know, uh, yep. cross up. So it's like I'm targeting very much to the, the 90s nostalgic audience. But like it also touches on like the foodie crowd and like, Absolutely. you know, like it's just a fun logo, too, that I'm really excited about. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I um I lost my train of thought, but like, I, I'm really right now just trying to get the word out there and like, um, I'm partial, but like, I, I, I love it. And I, my long-term vision, I remember what I was going to say. My long-term vision is like, right now it's just like the, everything you see on the store is basically just like the donut punk brand. It's, yeah. it's like the, it's just all the signature stuff. But down the line, I do have this long-term vision of doing like, uh, uh, 
like lines of like the Jurassic Park drop or the Back to the Future line, very like '90s nostalgic targeted yes. things. Um, you know, so that's the long term vision. But right now, it's just kind of like getting people used to the donut punk brand. So, well, I tell you, there's I'm doing another. There's I just found out there's another place in Vegas that has the vegan donuts, but I'll wait to do that when I have the the the, the donut punk shirt. I will, yeah. uh, I will, I will wear that for when I do my, yeah. my next vegan donut video. That'd be um, sick. That. We, yeah, uh, I, I reached out and asked for your size. I have to stock up on those because it's good. The, I, everything I wear is three or X. Like right that's on. What people that when they, whenever I see people send a video, like, oh, you don't look that big. I'm like, I, I'm in a, a three or four X shirt right now. Like you gotta like wild, uh, I, dude. Nobody in person ever says that. Oh, the only ones that do are women. Like some every once in a while, a woman like at the doctor's office goes. She was like, I'm such a huge fan. My this was like two weeks ago. She goes, Oh, I thought you'd be way bigger. And I like, she's like this short little five foot three girl. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and like, she said something like, So I love Stone Cold too. I go, Yeah, he's the same size height wise as me, just so you know. Just so I really ruined it for her. She's like, All these short guys. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you before we before we wrap up today, though. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who we got the big fight tonight? Tyson, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. Who who do you got? Are you watching this thing? I'm I'm I, I'm debating on ordering this or not. Same. I'm on the fence, like because it's like with boxing, guess, you know, it's it's tough. I'm not super into boxing, but like the spectacle of seeing Tyson again is really really pulling me in. I got um, some but weird I, rules I, on this thing too. Well, so what is like what is it like what the rules are very very soft uh like there's no knockout it says i think so i think they made these rules to get this fight approved and oh, the wow. fighters are gonna go in and just go like there's no way tyson's going in there and having an exhibition wow. if they do but you never know like i i think in like when i saw the face off it looks like Roy Jones, like looks looks like he, he's looking at Tyson. Tyson's very, very serious. And Dude, uh, I, I would be very surprised if Tyson didn't win this thing. Like he yeah. is a another breed, um, probably from the same loins that you're from. Uh, you know, like <laughs> just like a different machine. No, for real yeah. though. Like there are people like you, people like him that are just. They're just different machines, man. They're just made different. I appreciate the comparison. That's very kind of you. <laughs> the, I, I've always said you're claims the, he's cut from the same cloth as Mike Tyson. That's I mean, I've always one. said Ryback is the Tyson of wrestling. Um, of wrestling. Thank you. That's yeah, and that's a good that's a good Twitter bio right there. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I'm very interested. I, I also it's funny when I came into this, I, I I wanted to pick your or get your opinion on something in wrestling. Um, do you think Taker's done for real? No, I so I think they're gonna they're gonna I, we talked about this on the show yesterday. I think it was a great business move as far as having a farewell for the 30th anniversary thing. I think the moment there's a crowd back, Vince is going to find a way to do something think with so. him again. Um, whether now, because in, in wrestling, retirements and all that never, it, it was it, it was a farewell, but it wasn't like, I don't think I've heard the word retired yet. Sure, sure. So I think, you know, the moment you, you can't, you're right. They that. were very specific. They never said retirement. They said farewell. And that's, yep. I think that was done for Vince is a great businessman on that. And I think when there's a crowd back, they, they give them the proper. Setup. I'm still so bitter because I am the biggest sting mark there ever has been. Yeah. I'm still so bitter that, and I don't get it. And maybe you can make, you can bring me down and make me understand this from a different perspective. Why have we not at least gotten a sting undertaker face-to-face -face moment of some kind even if it's like face-to-face uh, yeah. -face handshake hey we never hated each other like just something for the fans because people what, with how them. great could that would that be if at wrestlemania the undertaker they do a special thing and it, it's in it's one last thing and it is the retirement and then sting the music hits and he comes out and they have they have the embrace with a handshake and that's the final send-off. I mean, I, I would love that. And I there's uh, the the mark in me is always trying to find some place that this could happen. But it's like I want just, that to happen. Then the fiend's music hits and he puts them both down and they make the fiend the next the, all the way. Genius that, to me. Genius. Put, put me in the room. Put me in the room. Let me book it. <laughs> uh, let's Genius. Make today's, let's use the energy from these old guys that I love. We all love. Let's use that energy to put into these new guys. Let's right? do it. That's I, that's, that's what the, always the formula was. What, why did we abandon this? 
Fiend is at a whole new level. Fiend is, Fiend is genuinely the only thing in WWE that interests me. I mean, there's some other great things. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I shouldn't shit on the whole product. Like what Roman's doing is so rad. Great, um, yeah. uh, but the Fiend is just still, and now with Alexa Bliss, I'm just like even more interested. Um, it is the only thing that I have slight interest in, in the product. But yeah, back to Sting and Taker. I've never understood why it never happened immediately yeah. when they got Sting. And even furthermore, like, the years since like sure if you don't want to put sting out there to wrestle he can still go out there and have a segment in the garb and like the moment and the money you guys can make off that clip alone i just don't understand why they they've done everything else why haven't they done that you know and maybe that's a thing that that's i think you know if if the taker finally does have, I think that is something they, I think there's still a possibility. I don't think the match is happening, no. but I think there's the possibility of, of maybe the, a cinematic match where it's like very, yeah, very be. carefully done. Um, but man, I don't know. I've just never understood it. And it's always frustrated me. There's no, there's major money in that. If the, the cinematic match where they could really, really take their time and shoot that. And really, I think that would be, uh, I thought it was going to happen at the Boneyard match at yeah. Mania. Like, I thought we were going to get a Sting cameo. And, like, you know, I was like, oh, this is where it's going to finally happen. But, but uh, I'm laughing. One of the fans watching says, you look like John Moxley. We should have just billed you as, I should have just billed this we as John Moxley. Why didn't you just build me you, as John Moxley? Next time you're And then I would have reaped be, the benefits. You played the part of John Moxley. And we'll see how we, we'll do the whole thing as you, NWO John Moxley. <laughs> Dude, I get, I love that. Let's do that. I, that's genius. Um, I get that so much online, like that I look like him. And I'll never forget one time when I was, I've done some stuff as Marky Extreme with Impact Wrestling. Like, um, and I'll never forget when the first time I did it, I, they, you know, we did our stuff with them, shot a lot of back, backstage segments and all this kind of stuff. And then when the show happened, they're like, yeah, just go sit out in the crowd and watch the show. And so I like put my regular clothes on. And my hair was long like his. And I had like the, my leather jacket yeah. and people were freaking the hell out thinking Moxley was in the crowd at impact wrestling. We got to do this. That the I, I popped cause Renee young trying to, we, she was hopefully going to do the show last week, but she got, mm-hmm. she got pregnant. So the, cool. uh, God like, that took over doing the show. No, but everybody I, tweet Renee and say, "Why'd you get pregnant?" You're supposed to do well, right back to podcast. You're Jesus supposed to Christ. do the podcast. It didn't get, but I, I get it. I get it. I guess <laughs> the uh, no, but she did a uh, John. She has her new podcast now, and I listened to the uh, like first half with, and, and John was obviously her first guest. Okay, but John, he, my name came up on it in the beginning because John, I guess, does like a Ryback this character that has a Ryback-esque voice. I love But that. he goes, oh, man, I miss that guy. Such a sweet, sweet man. Oh, so that's John Moxley describing Ryback, is, I'm described as a sweet, You're a sweet, sweet, man sweet man that he missed. And I go, oh, I'll take oh. it. That's a very, I'll take it. So That's cool, man. But, yeah, I mean, the outside looking in, like you can, as a, as you know, a viewer now in wrestling, like I, you can kind of see the guys that are like, you, you just feel an energy that they're like genuinely like good people. Yeah. Um, and he's one of them. You're one of them. And, Thanks. and um, as somebody in the chat said, Sting versus Ryback, I, I'd pay to see that. That AEW possibly. Yeah. That's another thing that I'm like, I don't see it anything with Sting and Taker because I have a very, I have a gut feeling we'll see Sting and AEW before Sting goes back to WWE. The way Cody and them, them what they're doing, they're, they've opened themselves up to, and I look at it like this, they're in the wrestling business. Now they mm-hmm. could do, they could do anything. Mm-hmm. They, there's no limits to this. They mm-hmm. can create as big of stars as they want now. And I think they, they've realized that and they're seeing, we're seeing it with the, the people that they're creating right now. And, you know, early on they had the fan base that was, you know, that I, I think that they maybe were opposed to WWE talents come in. Not when you bring the right ones in, this isn't, this isn't bringing in guys that are, you know, the WCW that were at the end of their careers. Mm. This is bringing in guys that you could, you could literally, that can go. Although do- dude, I think there's money in Kiwi. I still think there's yeah. money in Kiwi. <laughs> I don't know. The, the maestro, let's get them all back. Hell uh, yeah. Lash LaRue. The, uh, you know, my <laughs> first, my first, tag match in deep south wrestling was with lash larue no shit i had my ear got all i had my eardrum uh i got cauliflower ear it was all blown up 
build them up, made me wear the, the amateur wrestling gear headgear uh, for my debut match. I looked I looked like Warren from um, There's Something About Mary. Oh Have you my seen my baseball? And, uh, <laughs> and my hair was all wild. I was the silverback Ryan Reeves. Problem is, is I couldn't hear in the headset. Uh-huh. On the, on the earmuffs uh-huh. and uh, the wrestling head headgear. And there's something happened. And I, I we first matched uh, the dog's barking. Uh, something went wrong in the match. And I remember I like just freaked out and did the dive and tagged Lash LaRue, who was not ready to come in. And the match was just, it was, it was my first match. And, uh, but I always remember Lash LaRue. And, but I, I do remember there was one other question thing that came up with Lash. He used to, cause he was, he was a little bit overweight when he came down there cause he'd been out of wrestling for a bit. But somebody said like, Lash, like, how were you in like such a good shape in WCW? And he just went, gross. Uh, <laughs> in which the entire like everyone just popped he i was, always liked him in wcw yeah. even as a kid i was like he's fun he was always fun so but anyways well man i appreciate you coming on no man i appreciate you taking the time to let me come on like absolutely um, and you may you know as busy as you are like to you know just let me hop on here i, I appreciate it no well thank you and what, what's anything to plug to wrap up yeah, yeah. I mean, donutpunk.com. Like I said, we have a, a Black Friday sale happening, 30% off everything at donutpunk.com with discount code Black Friday Donuts. Um, it's a fun, you know, fun, different kinds of apparel you can get your, your friends or family for Christmas. And also my horror film, The Haunting of Grady Farm, which is on Amazon, iTunes, everything. But the distribution company told us if uh, we get more of a kickback as the creators on Amazon. So if you do have a choice to purchase it anywhere, definitely uh, check it out on Amazon. And I want to say too, like, um, you know, everything you watch or any podcast you listen to, like emphasizes on like rating and reviews, rating and reviews. You hear it all the time, but it is so important for creators and and it helps us. So get the word out there more. So if you like what you're consuming, like take a minute, it only takes like a minute to review something. Um, And that being said, like it will help us with the haunting of Grady farm uh, after you watch it, give it a give it a quick review on Amazon. Good deal, and yeah, I can't. I, the same for this show. I always tell, ask if, if you can leave a five star review or leave a, just an honest review. It greatly, it greatly helps the cause, and uh, it is always greatly appreciated. And guys, I do want to say also, feed me more nutrition. Our Black Friday sale, thirty percent off. 30% with discount code Black Friday 30 on feedmemore.com for the best supplements on the planet. That ends tomorrow at midnight. So get in, get, get you some, as I like to say. And uh, get jacked, freaking jacked. But, uh, anyways, thank you, buddy, very much. And thank you guys. You've just listened to another episode of the Ryback Show. Feed me more. <laughs>